everybody. This is Mish Hancock, and you are listening to Mishmash, a place where I get to talk to the weird, wacky, wonderful people of this world, people I adore and want to know more about. Today, my guest is Sanka Wynn. Sanka is an audio engineer right here at Shock City Studios. She also works with Brian Owens with the Life Creative Group. Sanka, thanks for filling in for me today. <laughs> no problem. I wouldn't hey, be we're good, else. right? We just we just like figure. All right, yeah. you know we're here. We had a guest <laughs> that was unable to show up, so Sanka's filling in. Yeah, yeah. I get to know more about you now. Yeah, which is fun. Hooray! We well, talk okay, all so the time. I know what you do here at Shock City. I think mm-hmm. you're an audio engineer. Is there something I don't know that you do here at Aside Shock City? Aside from audio engineering, I'm also managing. So that's just booking and scheduling. So gotcha. Other than that, pretty much, you know, you know what I do. <laughs> and you do it well. <laughs> Thank you. All right. But then you do Brian Owens, who I love and adore. Mm-hmm. He's amazing. So tell me what you do with him. So um, Brian has always been a father figure to me, but what started our initial meeting was his mentee, one of his mentees, he likes to kind of like work with the youth. Um, he worked with this kid named Paco uh, or Joshua. He, We were friends in, high, in Webster University and I was okay. also in the audio program with him. Um, he left and then I stayed. But we started making music together and then went through this whole, I was in, throughout the pandemic, I was in New York right before it happened. And then what got kicked out because of COVID, reconnected with Paco. And I was listening to Paco's music and essentially was like, oh, Brian, you should work on these because these are really good. I don't know why it's not out. And I like very, very business minded and like looked through the whole thing. And I was like, this is how we should release it as a single. And Brian said, okay, you should do that, but you're going to work for me and do it. Right. And it was so crazy. I I I didn't think it was like a it was like an a business interview. Deal. No, it was like, yeah, it was just like, a, oh, I really believe in this kid. He's like really good. Um, I say kid, but he's my age. But, <laughs> but I was like, he's really good. And then Brian was like, okay, you guys are going to work for me and form a company. So we formed Crush Records, which is an independent record label, which is under his manage, his um, multimedia age group right now, which is called Life Creative SDL or Life Creative Group. So with that, he it's like a for-profit side where he works on multimedia projects and I do the music side of it with Paco. Right. And then the for-profit mm-hmm. feeds a not-for-profit. Correct. So which life is such a, I mm-hmm. love it. I think that's one of the coolest thoughts mm-hmm. ever because so many not-for-profits right. have a difficult time yeah. raising money. So if you've created a business mm-hmm. that's going to provide the money for your not-for-profit, boom. Right. Full and circle. It is definitely very, it's very hard to do. He, We are very, very lucky with Life Arts and even Life Creative Group because like he, I don't, Brian is so good at pitching himself and talking to people. He's just a people person. Well, he's super <laughs> charismatic. Yeah. And right. He's passionate. one of those people that he starts talking and you're like, well, I will do whatever you need <laughs> yeah, to exactly. do. Exactly. And he just like somehow talks to people, builds a relationship, not with, with any intention of like, oh, they're really, how can they help me? It's more so like I'm connecting with them and then they just reach out and say, what do you need? That's and, the, so and that's cool. just how we've been working it so far. So it's it's really cool. <laughs> I love it. All right. You are crazy talented, though. You're not giving yourself enough credit yet. Some credit, but then you were in New York recently. Why? Yeah. Um, so I'm working on an independent film. 
and I'm doing the scoring and production and then also some audio work for it. So I went out there to sign some contracts, met with the people, yeah, and just met with the cast, which is so cool. What is the name of the movie? It's called Truth and Advertising. They might change it a little bit, but we're going to start filming in March. But it'll be very cool. I'm really, really excited because the the music part is, it's a rom-com. Okay. So we get to write ballads and like really emotional stuff, which I love. I'm a big like singer-songwriter person. Um, But I'm like, I work with Paco and Jack and like people that are with Brian. So it's with people that, it's my best friends. So I'm writing music with my best friends and they just happen to love, love what we do. So So the music that you're writing for this movie, Mm -hmm. is it... The just music musical only, or are there going to be words or people going right. to sing? So it's actually songs, um, actual songs that my friend Jack performed, um, and it's actual like ballads. And then the, on the other side, we're scoring it as well. So we're doing some little like musical stuff like that, where where you would hear like classical stuff, but Very it's individual cool. singles too. Yeah. Oh yeah. my gosh, that's so much fun. <laughs> All right, so you've had all these really cool experiences. What other experiences should we talk about? Um, I would say, I mean, I I think the biggest thing that happened within the the since the pandemic that like really changed the trajectory of my life was like going to New York and living through that. And in hindsight, it was a good and bad thing because like I feel like I didn't waste time, but I didn't do anything that like moved me forward. Yeah, but it was a great learning lesson for me to learn how to like live in a city with new people and work with artists that like some people were really really great and talented and then some people were like asking me for way too much and I kind of learned like the music industry a little bit on the audio side so then like when I went to Shock City I was like wow this place is so great because I have phenomenal workers I have a great schedule great clients and then I like also like learned from like New York too. So like I, I like to work very grassroots the way that they do it. Right. Um, so it's like a nice like corporate and like independent um, learning experience. I yeah. like Shock City. Too. I love Shock City. I do. <laughs> I love it here. It's like, I call it my home away from home. It's yeah. one of those places like I feel like I'm at home here. So, okay. When you were living in New York, mm-hmm. did you drive? Oh, no. No, you don't drive, right? It's it's so great. You can take, there's like public transportation everywhere. I love that. I wish we had that in St. Louis. Yeah, I do too. I was thinking because one of my friends lives there and she's actually coming to perform. Her name is Linda Diaz. She's really good. She's um, coming here to St. She's Louis? coming to St. Louis to perform. Where is she going to perform? In the World Chess Hall of Fame. And we, we can talk about that too. Oh, cool. um, but <laughs> All right. But um, so she's coming and I, she texted me. She's like, by the way, can someone pick me up? And I was like, oh, yeah. And then she was right. like, I don't know how to drive. And I and she's like, it's becoming more of a problem because she's going on tour now. And I was like, oh, my goodness. I didn't even realize that you've lived in Brooklyn your whole life. You've never stepped foot in the car and right. actually drove it, like in the driver's seat. And I was like, wow. No, it's I think not it's, a, a thing. I have a friend in London. Mm-hmm. And when I went to see her, we were talking about that. I was talking like, oh, my gosh, it must be so great. You just get on public transportation all the time. Uh-huh. And she's like, she's like, I haven't driven in so long. I think that I don't, I don't think I would know how to do it anymore. Right. It's so crazy to me because in St. Louis, you drive everywhere. everywhere. You yeah. have to. Me in traffic this morning. It was, it was a lot. Fun, fun. <laughs> At least we don't have terrible, like our traffic is not great, but it's really not horrible compared yeah. to other big cities. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. One time I, I was in LA a couple months ago too. I told oh, you about this. LA. And it was it, like, it's horrible. It was a place that was like a, I was in Santa Ana and it was just right in Hollywood. 
It took me an hour and 40 minutes to get there. Yeah. An hour and 40. It, it can be Crazy. Sunday at 6 a.m. You're going to be in traffic. <laughs> it's horrible. Yeah. All right. So why were you in L.A.? But then oh. we got to get back to your friend the that's going to be oh. at the World's Test yeah. Place. <laughs> so I was in L.A. I can't. Even, oh, I was working with Paco. Me and Paco went out there to just to meet with some people. I so. got to meet Paco. You do. You, <laughs> you should. Because if you know Brian, you know Paco. Like you, you should meet the whole crew, actually, because they're phenomenally talented. And, I met Brian before. I yeah. should have him on the podcast. Yeah. But yeah, I, yeah, I should we'll just go out there and hang out him. for a while. You should. Um, yeah. So I was out there basically just meeting with like A&Rs, which is like talent scout people. And okay. then just hanging out with my friends who are also in the music industry. So it was just a nice little trip, uh, like a meeting trip. So gotcha. That's what I was fun, doing fun. All right. Um, okay. So the World Chess Hall of Fame. I didn't. They have concerts there? They have concerts. What? I'll tell you about it because I'm actually working with them. But Brian, so basically Brian's the music director of the World Chess Hall of Fame on the contemporary, yeah, the modern side. Contemporary, and um, he asked me and Paco to help them curate the show. So this was the first year that we've done a show, a music series. So okay. 2022 in February we launched and had a show. It's basically a show every month. Okay, and we bring in artists that we we love, and it's most of our friends and Brian's friends. And then um, that's actually wrapping up this year. So the next show is on. The 30th of this month, it's Root Mod, a really great band. And then the next month, the last show of this year is Melina Smith, which is our great friend. Um, and How then, fun. yeah, so so Linda is, she's, if Linda's a really talented R&B artist, she works, she did like the NPR Tiny Desk concert. Like the, oh, yeah, she's cool. like a really, really good. So I asked her to come to St. Louis for a show and that we already booked the next year. So 2023 is fully booked. You're hearing it right here because we haven't announced it, but Linda Diaz is doing the the March show, um, and then just another a lot of other cool people that I won't talk about. But yeah, we just they they asked us to do music because they don't have music and they want to bring the community together and they have a location and the funds. Yeah, why not use and, the and space? So that's the idea mm -hmm. behind it. It's like we got the space. Exactly. Let's just use it. Yeah. So we've been working with them for the past year, and then it'll we'll do it again. And it's been fun because like I get to do I get to bring my friends along. They get really good pay. Like all like always pay your musicians. That's like a big thing for me. Yeah. Um, they get exposure. There's like a, an audience that you would never think of. Like the chess community is huge here. It's like the world chess well, yeah. hall of fame. I know, like, right? Isn't that I crazy? No we idea. have that here. Now, that's that's in the central west end, yeah, right? Exactly. Okay. Yeah, we are there every every month doing stuff with them. Um, yeah, and then uh, uh, with that, the the music series itself is its, its own program. But like we're also working on a program called the Next Move, and it's it's bringing musicians from the city to kind of use the World Chess campus and bring okay. it together. So we, we're having a writing retreat this Saturday at the World Chess Hall of Is this a how to write songs <laughs> retreat? Exactly. Oh, my gosh. I write songs <laughs> in my head that are probably terrible. Oh, my gosh. You should come. But <laughs> <laughs> like I've always wondered, like, what, what does it look like to write a song? But mm -hmm. I, I make up terrible songs i i could be like the terrible songwriter that but they're kind of funny my my brother chris actually writes hilarious songs mm -hmm. like it's hilarious he'll be like want to hear my new song <laughs> he'll sing oh this and it's just just so funny i mean he's just yeah. one of these very funny people but i'm i don't think like i am always intrigued by people that can make just amazing lyrics okay so like to me 
Anyway, My Chemical Romance, their lyrics are amazing. I'm so intrigued by the lyrics right. that they have created over right. time. And I'm thinking, that's so brilliant. How do you do that? <laughs> <laughs> I'm even learning. I, don't, I Sometimes I'm like, I didn't take like songwriting classes or like that wasn't my major in school. But I'm like, I just listen to so much that I'm like, okay, I get the structure. And then like when someone throws something completely different that's not like normal structure, I think it's so crazy. Right. so clever. So what would be a song that's not normal structure? I would think like any of the like jazz pieces, like they're so different. Well, yeah, that's all over the place. That's crazy. Jazz, I, God love the jazz musicians (laughs) out there, but jazz kind of hurts my head because I'm like, (laughs) what? What's happening here? It's almost too smart for me. <laughs> I'm like, I'm trying to understand. Um, yeah, jazz stuff. And then even modern stuff has sh- shifted. Like you'll see like a normal chord structure being, or a songwriting structure be like verse, pre-chorus, chorus. But then like they kind of flip some stuff around in modern pop right now. Like people start off with the chorus first because that is what you want to hear first. Okay. So you'll hear that. Or like whenever modern music has like rappers, like they'll kind of switch things on and off. So like it's just, I can't. I'll give you an example just because there's so many different well right ones. i get you i'm putting yeah. you on the spot so <laughs> That's you weren't prepared for I this interview sunky you but, uh, didn't know this was happening today <laughs> but it's okay we're rocking with it <laughs> <laughs> all right so that when is your song structure thing um so we do i always start off with verse one pre-chorus chorus verse two yeah, and then okay. it just kind of goes into the end. But, but when are you having the writing class? So so the retreat is on Saturday. We have six of oh, them. Oh, so by the time this goes out, it'll be over. But it'll will you have over. other retreats? Yeah, so the next one is actually next year because um, because it's going to be crazy busy for the rest of November and December. But next year I have, I think, four more retreats. And Linda is going to be attending one, which is going to be very cool because she's definitely more established in the industry so you can kind of like understand how she does things okay um she's leading one and then there's like four more so there's two in the spring and then two in the summer so in your class are you learning how to structure the lyrics and the music are there people that can just do the lyrics part right like i know like Mm -hmm. elton john and bernie Taupin. like one was lyrics one one was music right yeah it's nice though because the people that i work with like whenever you're going into a retreat there's already people that are that are my friends. So Paco, me, Jack, Molina, and other people there know how to write a song. And we'll kind of like say, this is how we start. And and I play guitar and, and then Jack plays piano. Paco plays everything in the world. And it's this nice so that yeah, this Paco, Paco, you're you have getting to some good. You're getting some, oh, some Don't yeah. tell him that. He's going to be like, oh. <laughs> um, but yeah, so uh, we'll kind of guide people. But again, it, it's more so like we're bringing musicians in that has we've never worked with, but we want to work with. Okay. And we're kind of teaching them like, this is how we write a song. How can you like help us and put your kind of style into it? Um, and then it, it always like I've never had a bad experience. We've done three of two of them so far. And it's been like very long days. But the music is so good to me. And I like, hopefully I can figure out how to make it like a a talent showcase one day. So I can be like, this is what we did at the World Chess. Like come to the show. And it's just like a nice thing that we get to share with everyone. Um, But yeah, we're teaching them like, we we take care of all the music. And and then they're kind of just doing the lyrics and and whatever they want to do. But if if, uh, there's a musician there, like we're completely open. It's just having us there as like a basic... um, just so help. give us a peek into this world, uh-huh. you know, because I mean, it is. I, I have no idea about this world. So it's like, 
somebody writes the lyrics, somebody okay. writes the music, and they, they get it together, and it's lovely. And then how, what's the other part? Like, how do you... It, it seems oh, like a really difficult world to break into. It is a lot. So <clears throat> I would say you start off with the music first or you start off with writers. And I think songwriters are like the the top tier. Like they are what started this industry. Um, but the songwriters start first and they write with producers or they make the song. The song happens. Okay. Right. And then you go to the studio. So the next process is engineering. So you you get it properly recorded, mixed and mastered, which is essentially just like making everything sound good, adding like the engineer's taste of like, okay, the engineer feels like this needs this. This needs a reverb, an echo delay, whatever. Right. Mastering is polishing it up so that it's like radio ready. Um, and then after the whole studio process, your song's essentially done. Then it's the business part. You have to put it into a distributor, which means like I'm going to send it to Spotify and Apple Music and all these different platforms that people have. Got right? it, yeah. But then you also have to think about like publishing, which is credits. Right. You have to think about who wrote on the song, um, who's getting what percentage. Um, if you're going through a, a publishing deal, like maybe you're signed with a record label, you have to think about, oh, like – the record label is going to deal with this. They get a percentage as well. Got My yeah. manager gets a percentage as well because they set up the session. You know, like, there's a lot of little things that people don't think about whenever they're writing a song. No, I it's wouldn't know that. And then, <laughs> and then, like, is there? So I think of, of <clears throat> someone writes a movie script and someone's going to mm-hmm. make the movie, and then they send it off to the actors right. who read it and decide and if they're going to. Is that the and... same with the music? It's like, who do we? I mean, I know that some musicians really do create their own song but some people it's like here's some songs which one do you want to do right yeah there's there's so many things to this like you could start off writing from scratch or like there's songwriters that write for people or producers that write for people so like maybe maybe like i'll i'll write stuff with paco specifically for paco or 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 for melina and jack and like we'll write together and maybe we won't even use it on their album at all maybe it was just a fun song that we wrote together and then like we'll we'll shop it which is kind of like oh, I'm not going to use it, but it's still a good song. I'll I'll give it to someone else if they like it. Um, We'll do like really close demo vocals. So make it pretty close to what it is. And then whoever wants it, will just take it, buy it and rearrange it if they want and then put their vocals on it. So if they buy it from you, is mm-hmm. is that all said and done? Like, what if it becomes a number one hit? Do that's you get tricky. To, that sounds tricky. That, that's where you negotiate. That's where publishing comes in, too, because, like, you can either sell your song. With a lot of independent artists, they make the mistake of selling the song flat out, and they only get, like, $250 or $500. Yeah, and they're maybe. like, there's my number and one your song number one, on all yeah. across the world right. radio stations For like and, a one-time and thing. people are downloading it. Mm-hmm. and mm. Yeah, so like, I think I my thing is like, if you believe in that song so much and you're selling it because you need money one time, just keep it. Or you can sell it, but keep royalties. Like keep right. your credit so that you are always attached to that song wherever it goes. But you still get that like payment, and that's where negotiation comes in. It's it's horrible because like I've seen a lot of people get really messed up with like deals. Like they'll they'll sign a deal and completely lose all of their rights just because Ugh. they wanted like a payment in advance right then and there. Which right. is like some people need it. Like it's not it's a privilege to 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 not need that right. So like if you Ooh, need that payment, you're taking so it's it's like trying to win the lottery. Exactly. <laughs> like, like you're you're betting yourself, and then like like in the moment you're like, oh my gosh, I need this money right now because I have things to pay for right. expenses. 
I don't think maybe the song will go somewhere, but maybe not. So I sell it for however much I need right now. And then maybe it blows up and then you lose everything. That Gosh, I feel like we should. <laughs> I don't know. I'm not a lawyer, but I feel like we should have a nice a, a nice clause. You know yeah. what I mean? Like a like Before a, you sign, if you please. really make it like if this person is in desperate need of funds and that's why they're giving up everything. I agree that if this really blows up, I will take care of that person. I mean, I think I I mean, I know I would do that. Like mm-hmm. I know I would. Right. I would ta- I would be like thankful and right. you know like let me right. let me like compensate you because you, we didn't know this was going to happen and you right. were the originator of all of this. Mm-hmm. But some people just don't. I want there to be more nice. Like yeah. you get it, right? <laughs> A nice clause. Seriously, cuz if somebody's like I really need the $250 mm-hmm. right now and they're like I am making cabillions of dollars <laughs> off this song. I get that they were the singer and did it, but yeah. you know, like, yeah, help, help help a person out. That's why, like, you see, like, big big producers right now are charging so much money for their like, because they'll 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 ask for like, maybe someone's working for a song for Ariana Grande and they know how much she makes for a record, right? right. So they're gonna ask for a lot more and royalties. But like artists, smaller artists don't get that. Like they don't get that. Right. They they get what they can take and that's a horrible mindset and that's just a horrible industry to start off with. I don't know. There should be a, a nice clause. I like the nice uh, clause. I, yeah, we're I'll start my nice <laughs> We're gonna put that in all of our things, right? Yeah, you know? Okay, I like it. Um, but it is. I mean, there's a reason. I understand there's a reason mm-hmm. for these contracts, but I also think there's you should have some play in there for right. being sweet and kind. Right. And, and I agree. Helping other people to get the step up. Right. Yeah. It's definitely like this like very collaborative, I think. Like there I would be nowhere without way all of these more people. than I realized. Mm-hmm. I mean, there could be one song with like twenty five people exactly. involved. You that's, know? A, that's a little much, but yeah. Okay. Well but yeah, I mean, But like how happens. many people generally speaking are involved with one song? I would say actually like maybe maybe close to then, like maybe if you count like however many engineers touched it. Yes. Like, I worked on a song previously that like I did one mixing engineer did it, but then I had to like edit it. And then Paul did something on it and Sam touched it. And then Rich touched, like literally yeah. all of Shock City touched it. Like all project. of Shock City, right. And, yeah, and then that's that's just the engineers. It's like five or six of us. And then like the writers, whoever wrote on it, whoever's the musician. So I guess that's true. Like you could have more than 20 people on a record. But oh maybe that's gosh. normal. But that's crazy. That's so crazy. That's so crazy. For well, a three minute song. <laughs> yeah, right. Three minutes and many, many people are going to make money off of it. Well, that could happen, which is kind of cool. Well, that I love getting this insight into a whole other industry. Yep. That is so interesting. Is there anything that you've had that's like a, an experience you've had that you're like, wow, this is crazy? Um, I would say nothing crazy, but I have like kind of. Oh, I think the craziest part for me is seeing the music industry in different locations. It's so different because I, you know, I travel Saint a lot. Louis, okay, mm-hmm. so we've got St. Louis, Louis music scene versus Correct. like Nashville. I go to Nashville fairly yep. often, um, LA and New York. So that's really where I'm going all the time. LA is very like um, trend based to me. Yep. Like that makes they're, sense. they're very like, they're really wholesome, great people. And then, but it's very like songs that are like, what's popular in the moment, which I do love. I love LA music. Right. And then New York is a little bit more like underground, which is very, very cool. But then that means like you work, it's harder to work with people though because they're a little bit more like they have a wall built up. So it's harder to get into the rooms 
because people aren't as like open because they probably got traumatized when they were like in the industry and when they were younger or something oh, like that. Oh, gotcha. Ugh. So that's like a little bit hard. Um, Nashville is very like, they're very competitive to me in, an, in a good way. Is it mainly country western then? There, the there's Nashville? a huge country following, of course, but there also is another side of pop and R&B and all these other people that are like trying to build a community in Nashville that is completely like country driven. So I love, I love them all. It's just like little things about each place that you appreciate. And then there's St. Louis, who's very independent. Like we like to do things ourselves. We're so Midwestern. We're so Midwestern. That's Midwest. Yep. That is Midwest. Well, I, I don't even know if we like doing it ourselves. We just don't know what else to we do except have the do resources. everything. Yeah. But we are very resourceful people. That's true. In that sense, because I mean, our mindset is mm -hmm. this needs to be done. All right, who wants to take this on? We got to figure out how to make this That's work. True. I mean, we are crazy. We we tend to right. We are collaborative. We are weirdly at, at the same time. Yeah. But it's like I don't think our mind is. Oh, there's probably somebody I can hire to get that done. I see. It's. Mm -hmm. I think it's more just like. Oh well, I think I can figure that out. We're very much I can figure it out. <laughs> exactly. People. Like yeah, we'll, we'll get it done. Which is it's a it's a great thing for me to kind of learn, and then also like because I love the LA scene in New York and Nashville. I'm trying to make sure like whatever I'm learning from these places that works, maybe we can bring it here and build an industry in St. Right. Louis. Right. So like people say like there's no industry in St. Louis, but I think that's like completely wrong. It's just like on its way. Yeah. But like we also have to be accountable and like learn the things and be able to like find those resources and find the right people and and do the thing, you know. How fun. <laughs> All right. Questions. Questions. Okay. The fun questions. Okay. Okay. <laughs> best birthday you've ever had. Um best birthday. I honestly don't even celebrate my birthday that much, to be honest. Well, because when I was When is up, your birthday? April twenty fourth. Why don't you celebrate it? Because it's more so like I, when I was growing up, like we didn't really have much. So like my parents would buy a cake, a Dairy Queen cake. And it was like, that was all we had. We really didn't have presents, which was like more than enough for me. So like, I think the best birthday probably was like, I don't know, when I was 24. Okay. It was 20, when I turned 24, my golden birthday, 424. Yeah. I like... Was I came back from New York celebrating my birthday, and I was like, "Wow, we're celebrating it." There's so many people here, and we're e like, "I'm just home." Like it was, it was just Very so much. Cool. So that, I think that was my best birthday. It was really just me hanging out with my family and friends, and seeing them after being apart for like a year. All right, so you just gave me my second question. What yeah. is a golden birthday? Oh, it's it's when you turn the the whatever age that your birthday lands on. So mine's the 24th. I turned 24 on the 24th. I gotcha. Mm -hmm. Dang, I, I, it was my golden. I, maybe <laughs> Some I can people, do double golden birthday. Maybe we coming can do up. that. Yeah. All right, I'm going to remember that there one. And then, you know, because you've been a part of this show forever, kindness. So yeah. some sort of kindness going on with Sanka right now. Let me think. I think, um, let me see. So, well, Brian, of course. So I don't know... <clears throat> If you know this, I just heard a thing that Thomas told me, which is one of my friends from Root Mod. He told me this about Brian, and I, I just I knew this was gonna like I knew he would did that. But uh, Thomas had said one time that he was talking to Brian and like had like a major car payment that didn't like his insurance just went way up, and it was just a casual conversation. And then they just like talked about else 
like whatever else. And then like later on in the day, he gets like a cash app of $500 because that's how much his like car payment went up. Oh my And gosh. it was like, I was like, he was like, "What did who did you get it from? He's like, oh, it's from Brian. I was like, you're joking. And I was just like, that is totally a Brian thing because like he's not going to, he doesn't give things like that all the time to but he, he he just felt it. He just at felt that it time at that thought, time. I need to it wasn't do like this for it, this yeah. and it wasn't like Thomas was like, "Oh, I need help. I have like this." It was more so like, "Oh man, my car payment's just like crazy now." And then Brian was like, "Oh, I got you." How nice, it's thank so you, nice. Brian Owens. Yeah, Brian's great. So very cool. Yeah. Well, Sanka, thank you. This is yeah, fun. Course, kind of on the course. spot. I appreciate I you it. being Anytime. a guest with me today. <laughs> Anytime. And now I need you to audio engineer this whole thing I, that we've just done. <laughs> I'll edit stuff out. <laughs> Don't edit too no. much. It was very good. Thank you so much for shining a light on the music industry. Of course. I got to learn more new cool things I about you. I hope you learned so a lot. Awesome. Very awesome. Thank you so much for having me. And everyone out there, you've been listening to Mishmash. Go be kind, go be wonderful. And if you want to write songs, we'll let you know when to show up for a retreat. Thank you all out there. Bye. Bye.